Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Ajeline. And I'm Gracie. And this is a podcast where the two of us, we look at a movie, we put it to both feminist and inclusive tests, and then we ask the most important question of them all, is the movie good? Yes. And this, you guys, is your bonus Christian movie episode. As you may have noticed, our previous episodes have only been about a half hour long, and we didn't think it was fair to you guys to be doing such short episodes, and so we kind of wanted to give you a bonus. And since we technically have done a Kirk Cameron movie every single Christian movie month, we decided our bonus episode should be one of the original Kirk Cameron movies left behind. Not to be confused with the Nicolas Cage version of the book series, of of the book adaption. No, we're not doing that one. We're doing the shittier one, which is saying something. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They're both pretty bad. Like, they both, like, this one has two star reviews. The other one has a one star review. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. To be fair, I think the reason this one gets two stars is because the pilot in this movie is a lot hotter. I mean, hello, Daddy. What? No, he's not. Ashley, shut the fuck up. You know he's hotter than Nicolas Cage. Oh, the that's Nicolas my Ca- point. Nicolas Cage the was pilot the pilot character. Yes, oh, I didn't know he was the pilot in the yes, other movie. Yes, like in comparison, if I had to choose. Oh yeah, I'd I go this with this dude, pilot. Yeah. I mean, they're both terrible. I was expecting you to laugh at that, and then you didn't. Well, I don't know. I've never seen the other movie. I didn't even know who Nicolas Cage was in the other movie. Okay. Um. So, this movie uh, came out in 2000, which is funny, because when Adeline and I were watching it, we didn't check to see what the date was, and man... It does not age well post-2001. <laughs> no. It gives a no. lot of weird vibes for a movie that came out before 9-11. <laughs> yep. It was... Oh, boy. Like... Yeah, like... Very uncomfortable. I was like, wait, this movie came out in 2001 or... two. Like, this movie came out in 2002, right? No. No, it came out in 2000. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yikes. Um... Yeah. It was directed by Vic Saren. Vic Saren has also directed uh, um, The Boy from Gaeta, which is a documentary. He's also directed a couple of TV movies. Like, apparently he has a TV movie series called A Something Nightmare, because he's got a daughter's nightmare, a wife's nightmare, a surrogate's nightmare, a father's nightmare. I, I don't know. Sounds Are they like my nightmare. movies? Are they lifetime movies? Oh my god, they are. They are lifetime movies. You didn't even <laughs> laugh at my joke. I didn't hear it. Well, because no, I said sounds like my nightmare. Oh, fair. Yeah. Um. See, it's not <laughs> funny now when I have to explain the joke. God, Gracie. Okay. Well, he's the director. Okay. Um. It was written by Alan Mc- McElroy. And Paul Lalande, Alan McElroy, has also worked on Halloween 4 and John Cena's The Marine and Tekken. So we got great writers in the workroom, you know, because Tekken is a fucking masterpiece, obviously. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's I guess not. Not. it's fucking terrible. I never uh, watched Paula it. Lande. Oh my god. So Lalonde, apparently no, Paul uh, No, it's Lalone. There's a D. Yeah, but it's French. Uh, who gives a shit? This guy uh, the not French only... do. Huh? The French, the French do. You yeah. think I give a fuck? <laughs> Tabernacle Okay. So anyway, not only was this guy a producer on this Left Behind movie, but he also was a producer on the Nicolas Cage Left Behind movie. <laughs> so oh. he really loves the Left Behind movies. He really loves them so yeah. much. Um, also written by Joe Goodman. Uh, Joe Goodman has worked on things like The Hangman's Curse, and uh, he produced a movie called Three. Um, the only other thing he's written on is called The Christmas Switch, which is um, a awful. terrible Christmas movie, apparently. Uh, anywho's. We should do uh, a whole month sometime of terrible Christmas movies. Oh, in like, too easy. No, no, no. We should do that in July and call it Christmas in July or bad movies in July. Christmas, bad Christmas movies in July. in July. I love it. Oh, um, my God. Ashleen, yes. the ideas. Uh, so it was, of course, written. It was based on the novel by Jerry Jenkins and Tim LaHaye. Cast includes Kirk Cameron as Buck Williams. Kirk Cameron, of course, has been in things like uh, uh, Saving Christmas and uh, um, uh, Growing Pains, Fire. which is the only good thing he's ever done. He was in uh, Fireproof, too. We and he was movie. in Fireproof. We did. Brad Johnson plays Rayford Steele. What a fucking name, Rayford yeah. Steele. Doesn't what it kind just sound of, American? What kind of fucking porno name is that? Like, be real. Right? I was that's gonna a, make that's that like, joke. It's like, like that the sounds big like a hit. sexy plumber coming. That yeah. sounds like a sexy plumber coming to fix your sink. Hi, my name's Which, Rayford Steele, and I'm, I'm here to, to fix your pipes. <laughs> I'm about to unplug your pie. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! What have we done? With we my big hammer. Oof! Janaea <laughs> <laughs> um, Stevens plays Chloe Steele. She has been in movies like Inside the Osmonds. She was in Death Race. Um, she's still acting. She was recently in, uh, The Apprentice, which comes out this year, or has come out this year. Um, okay. she's done some guest spots on TV. Clarence Gilliard Jr. plays Bruce Barnes. He's best known for Walker, Texas Ranger. Um, and honestly, that's, uh, pretty much it as far as people of note in this movie. Um, oh, well, yeah, you know, somebody else is in there. Chelsea Noble. To... Oh, Chelsea Noble's in this movie. Yeah, and right. uh, that of course is she Kirk... played. Oh, oh my God, that's right. That's his wife. Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot. And they were co-stars on Growing, <laughs> on Growing Pains. Pains. Yeah, I remember. She's not an actress anymore because. No, why would she be? Wait, did they really fucking have a TV show called Kirk? 
Did they have a reality TV show? Dude, seriously? No. Okay. <laughs> you got really scared for I... a second there, but... I was like, wait, a reality show from 95? No, it's just a... It was a TV show that ran for one season. Oh, yeah. So, he, yeah. like, Kirk Cameron basically got his own TV show in the 90s because they were giving everybody their own TV show in the 90s. And it fucking sucked. Apparently. Yeah. Um, oh, T.D. Jakes makes a, uh, T.D. Jakes is a huge um, evangelical pastor, like, in the t- TV evangelist circuit. Um, he plays uh, a cameo as Pastor Billings, which is the pastor that's like, if you're watching this, this is what has happened. You know. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it as far as cast. Now, the Rotten Tomatoes score, it ain't great. See, Gracie was like, Six. she was like, don't find out the Rotten Tomatoes score. And I was like, Okay. But then I looked at the Wikipedia page, which said <laughs> the film received generally negative reviews, holding a 16% on the review site Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, 16%. Yikes. Um, 50, 56% audience score. So neither critics nor the audience liked this movie. Um... <laughs> some of the some we'll, we'll read some of the uh the the bad reviews later but let's uh let's talk about this movie yeah so it starts <laughs> off right and it's got um but his real buck buck yeah but his re- his name in this is cameron like Cameron Williams. No, it's not. It's Buck. No, I know it's Buck, but that's his well, everybody nickname. Everybody calls him Buck. That's his nickname. His real name is Cameron. Kurt Cameron. Weird. Yeah. Um, but he's reporting. Kurt Cameron, Cameron Williams. I don't care. Anyway, so he is reporting <laughs> from Israel, and he's like almost an Anderson Cooper type, uh, character mm-hmm. almost, right? Except, yeah, not gay. So, um. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Why did she say <laughs> that? I don't know. Any, anyway, he's there because he's trying to, like, take this report on uh, this type of GMO, essentially, that helps crops to grow quickly and efficiently because apparently the world has been suffering from a drought. Yes. Um, and so uh, food is scarce and things are bad. So here we have this science that's going to help, you know, create a better food source, like, um, you know, create these little gardens of Eden, essentially. And he's like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. Now, what ends up happening is while he is in Israel, there is a huge attack on Israel, an air attack, and nobody seems to know where the planes have come from. And I made the joke that isn't that just the U.S. military? <laughs> I, you know what? This sounds so much like, like I, I do wonder when they like wrote this book and made this movie. Did they realize that this was not going to be the post-apocalyptic world that you know we now currently live in? But like they, that's what they were going for with this movie of like that post-apocalyptic like things are going fucking bad right now right and i i think this movie also has like 
I, I don't want to say it, but like I'm gonna. There seems to be like almost an anti-Semitism to it. Yeah. Like only in the sense that like the Jewish people don't know any better, and also the UN like they use something. It's similar to, like, the globalist conspiracy theory bullshit, which, if you look at what globalist conspiracy conspiracy theories are, it's that Jewish people control the banks. And they make a joke about that in the movie when these two lesbian hackers are, like, looking into how the finances are going. They're basically saying the UN is controlled by Jew- by the Jews. And I was like... Oh, dude, no. <laughs> no. Like, when they said that, I said, ooh, yikes. Fucking yikes. So, like, the, the ultimate thing is, is, like, so we get this established that there's this GMO that's going to help all this food grow. And then uh, we get introduced to Ray, uh, who's a pilot, and his wife is a super Christian, um... And she's like, well, you know, you were supposed to stay for your son's party. And he's like, well, I have to fly. I have a job. Um, he ends up, like, kissing one of the one of the stewardesses while he's on the flight. Yeah, here... Th- and then, like... Well, that's the thing. His daughter and his wife are both like, no, you have to stay for, you know, Raimi's... That's what the kid's name is, Raimi. Uh, Raimi's birthday party. And he's like, yeah, no, like, I was asked, you know, last minute to do this New York to London, you know, very short notice. You know, I'm trying to make money for this family. Mm-hmm. Come on. You know. Um... So we live in a capitalist society. He must work. Um, yes. So then he ends up like, you know, uh, like leaving and um, and his daughter also is leaving for college exams. And, you know, she's a slut because she has a nose ring. Oh, of course. Like she's. <laughs> yeah, she's. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. She was dressed like. Every teenage, typical, well, not teenager, but like yeah. the typical girl of the ninety, like late, uh, late nineties, early two thousands, right? And it's, but because she's got mm-hmm. a nose ring, she's slutty, right? So she's tisk <laughs> yeah. tisk. She's an atheist, you guys. She doesn't believe in the the goodness of the Lord. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Chloe uh, is, you know, she's mad at her dad for leaving. Her dad's like, you know what? Fuck it. So he's up in the air and shit starts to go down while he's up there. Now, while this is happening, Buck is trying to uncover some weird conspiracy theory, which we'll get to later. But ultimately, the big thing that happens is, quote unquote, the rapture. What ends up happening is people's bodies just start to disappear. Their clothes are left behind, but, like, children, the elderly, like, good Christian folks are all disappearing all over the world, leaving behind their families. Like, there was this one woman on the plane who kind of starts the hysteria where she looks and both of her kids are missing. And I guess because the kids are innocent, that's why they got to go to heaven. But then it had me questioning, well, what's the cutoff threshold age? Like, obviously, it's not going to be 18. Like, when do kids, like, have to be saved in order to go to heaven? It was a lot of questions. Yeah. But anyway. I also (laughs) asked the question, too, and I hate that I said this, but I'm gonna. Um, What about the unborn fetists? Do they stay in the mother? Or did they just disappear? Apparently. I would assume that they stay in the mother because they're not born yet. Yeah. 
Which you can't say that to pro-lifers. Well, that, well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> or anti anti-abortion. Like, imagine for a minute that you're pregnant and you're a terrible person, and then your baby just disappears or whatever, right? And you're like, That'd be weird, yeah. And like, that'd be weird as fuck. Like, I don't know. Just the mechanics of this does not work. But <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thing. Overanalyzing this movie is the point of the mo- of us doing this podcast, right? So, um, yeah, let's overanalyze to the point where we're asking questions that nobody has an answer for. Yeah, I should probably email Tim LaHaye and be like, Mister LaHaye. Um, we're doing a podcast where we're making fun of a movie based on a book of yours. And the book, did they happen to, you know, did the fetuses technically get aborted if they were, you know, raptured up to heaven with the rest of the innocent souls? Or are you going to concede that, um, you know, a fetus isn't a human being in the sense that it's not born yet? Sincerely, Gracie. (laughs) I'm sure that'll go over well. No. <laughs> Don't think so. Um so um, yeah, that's um all they discovered that the people who are mysteriously disappearing just so happen to be Christians. Very good Christians. Which yeah. you know begs that one the- old lady on the plane is like, Where's my husband? I don't know where he went. And there was a chat conspiracy that she must have murdered someone. Really? Or, you know... Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think um, I think one of our chatters is talking about how obviously she must have murdered one of her first husbands. Obviously. That's why she did... Obviously. That, she's a black widow. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, the, there's, like, little things, I and I always... And you're, like, wondering, you're like, oh, what did that person do? But the other thing, too, is not that many people got to be raptured because, like... There are way more, like, people that are not Christian in the world. So God would just not rapture everybody. They'd just be like, okay, like, just the Christians. The rest of all, fuck y'all. Like, what? Yeah. It's kind of fucked, bro. (laughs) Um, But what ends up happening is all of this, all of this starts to unravel, um, and Ray turns the, the plane around back to Chicago and dude, uh, Buck is like, dude, I've got to get to New York. I've got to get to New York um, because I'm trying to figure this shit out. Chloe ends up helping him get a uh, get a plane ride to New York for twenty five thousand fucking dollars, <laughs> um, which apparently he has because he works for FNN, which is like CNN, but not. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's <laughs> this movie. <laughs> Uh, so what, what ends up happening, like, it's not really important, but Buck ends up going to these two lesbians' house. I'm assuming they're lesbians, um, just because of how they were dressed, um, and how they were very close with one another, but of course, this is a Christian movie, so they're not gonna outwardly say that they were fucking each other, but it's pretty apparent they were girlfriends, Mm -hmm. and not just roommates. But they were, um, and they were roommates! (laughs) Oh my god, they were roommates. (laughs) I'm so sorry. <laughs> Any chance Ashlyn gets to go to Vine, she's going to take it. Um, um, but, but yeah, this is where the globalist conspiracy theory pops up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, that's the thing. A good chunk of this movie, I was just, like, bored. So I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah, and? I don't care. 
Yeah. God. I think the worst thing is when Ray comes home and realizes his son and wife are gone and he throws the Bible into the mirror and then he kind of picks it up and he just starts to read it from the beginning. Um, and then he's a Christian. So he ends up going to the church and one of the pastors is there. Apparently, um, Bruce Barnes... Not to be confused with the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, is there. It's <laughs> a very poor joke. I'm so sorry. Um, he's there and he's like, why didn't you take me? I taught your word. And it's like, because you didn't really believe it. You had a crisis of faith. And so you have to stay behind. Which, honestly, dick move. Yeah. You know? Like... Dude obviously believed in you and was doing his best, but because he made a couple of mistakes, he has to, like, suffer. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up. Well, obviously, because God is, like, in born-again Christian minds, God is the, like, vengeful God of, like, the Old Testament. Like, that's, that's the God that we need to praise. The one that's, like, having hissy fits and shit. And that's, that's the thing. Mm. God's just having another hissy fit up there going, God damn it, you know what? I'm just going to rapture everybody that I consider good, but rest those fuckers, fuck them. You know what? Have at her. Fucking kill each other. I don't yeah. fucking care. I'm I'm going to go yeah, back and it's... play my Nintendo. I'm going to play Animal Crossing, bitch. I'm just saying that God is a teenage boy. Like 100%. <laughs> um... A teenage boy that like got told that he can't, play his video games so he's punching holes in the wall and rapturing oh people um, <laughs> am i gonna be i'm obviously not being raptured because of that comment Ooh, that's uh that's pretty close to blasphemy which i was told that uh the only sin above all others is blasphemy which means that if you rape and murder someone you can still get into heaven but you'll have a harder time if you commit the sin of blasphemy isn't that interesting? How uh, how sins are ranked? <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> um, well, of yeah, course, of course. If you so, repent, you can do whatever you want. It's almost like the Crusades. As long as you're doing it for the Lord, it's okay, right? Well, I mean, how many genocides were were done in the name of Jesus? Well, in the name of God in the Old Testament, more more than a few. Honey, um, we we're we're currently <laughs> seeing. A genocide in the name of Jesus being done by the American government. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, give us your tired. Uh, give us your poor. You know, uh, unless unless you're uh, not white, then we don't give a fuck, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Of course. That's how it works. Of course. That's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I knew it. I missed that one. Yeah. Missed missed that one in uh, Bible study. <laughs> Oh, it must be in two Corinthians, oh, you know. Nobody reads that shit. It's definitely a. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyway, what ends up happening is Ray basically converts Chloe to Christianity when um, Bruce shows him this tape left behind by Pastor Billings, um, and now they're all super Christians. They're Christian soldiers for the Lord. All as well. Buck, uh, Bucky, Bucky keeps trying to, you know, like, get get murdered by this one dude. And then he 
uh, ends up um, entering into like one of the, one of the characters that's kind of been a side character in the background is Nikolai Carpathia. Nikolai Carpathia is I am assuming a Russian, um, like or Belarusian or something like that. Like he's definitely Eastern European, yeah, Romanian, somewhere around there. Like the accent's kind of hard. But with a name like that, with an accent like that, definitely Eastern European somewhere, which I guess was trying to invoke, ooh, communism, because his world plan is to become the leader of the UN and then create basically uh, feudal states and 10 parts of the world because so many leaders have disappeared who knew so many politicians actually got to go to heaven? I'm shocked. <laughs> that, that's why this is unrealistic, because <laughs> let's be real, none of those world leaders are going into heaven. Like, if you are a All politician... All people got to go to heaven? Yeah, if you are rich or, like, a politician, um, blah, 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 eye of heaven. the camel in the eye of the needle, fucking bullshit. That's what Jesus um, said. Yeah, yeah. Jesus said... Um, uh, a camel will go through an eye of an, uh, the eye of the needle before a rich man will enter into the gates of heaven. So, just saying, I don't think this, uh, this book is accurate biblically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anywho, uh, so <laughs> Buck, uh, you know, goes to Nikolai and he's like, "Yeah, man, yeah, dude, like this is fucking bad. This is bad." And then Nikolai's like, "Calm down, you know. Like we'll talk about this." such a fucking horrible accent like but his accent in the movie is bad fun fact the guy who plays nikolai is canadian also also i have so he is okay the other thing i have to say too is and you can look this up the guy gordon curry who plays nikolai 100 percent looks like the opposition leader in Russia, the one that just got poisoned like a couple weeks ago, they look exactly mm-hmm. the same. Coincidence? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just no, saying that serious. if Putin is like taken out, it's it's because that guy is the Antichrist. Obviously. Well, I'm just glad I don't look like anybody in this movie. I'm safe. Um. <laughs> so Nikolai's like, yes, well, we're going to do this. And he's talking about all these big plans. Well, Buck ends up going to uh, a presser and then gets called in to this circle of the UN because it's a big UN meeting. And while he's there, Nikolai is talking basically about setting up 10 feudal states controlled by this small number of people turning the entire world into a single government oligarchy with him as the leader. And then uh, the two capitalists that were trying to scam and make money off of it end up uh, getting shot. Like, Nikolai grabs the guard's gun, kills them both. And then, because Buck is saved, Buck has already been saved, you know, he's a Christian now, so he can see past um, Carpathia's lies. So he's he's in the room with him, and, like, everybody is listening to Nikolai Carpathia talking about how, you know, it's so sad, you know, so sad what happened. This man reached for the guard's gun and took it, 
and killed his friend and then put the gun to his own head. Isn't that sad? Isn't that just horrible? And then everybody believes him because apparently the Antichrist has Jedi mind tricks. Oh, of course. And they, like, are now considered the new kings and queens, the 10 UN delegates, uh, and, like, Mm -hmm. believe that this just happened. And then, like, even the press are all believing Nikolai Carpathia except for Buck who leaves and then he goes to church and like he you know he's been saved yeah so he's like um he resolves that he's gonna fight with the help of his friends uh and that you know um and then there's like a part at the end where like Buck says that, you know, the seven years of peace declared by Nikolai would be the seven worst years mankind would ever see. And that faith is all that they need. Yeah. So. So, yeah. I, it's really. I did not like this movie. Like the, there's like all these like weird, intricate things that are happening um, that's like with world politics, but it really is almost like that globalist conspiracy. Like that's what this movie essentially is. Mm-hmm. It's a go. It's a globalist conspiracy. The movie. Yeah, yeah, and it's like again very anti-Semitic without being overtly anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. Did not like it. No, did not like it. Um. Now, as far as trivia, I mean, do you guys really want to hear trivia about this? Because I don't care. <laughs> I mean... I mean, like, honestly... you uh, I got one. I don't care. I got one. Okay, you do one. Okay, so Lacey uh, Shelbert uh, was considered for the role of Chloe Steele, but had to back out due to scheduling conflicts. Lacey Chabert? Chabert, yeah. I could see yep. that. I'm glad she decided to do Mean Girls instead, but then she ended up doing Christian Mingle, and what has that done for her career? What is her career even? Oof. Hallmark movies um, and Mean Girls. Also, this, of course, was filmed <laughs> um, in Toronto, so there's, like, other little parts where they've got, um, like, the airport scenes were filmed in the walkway called the Skyway, or the Skywalk in downtown Toronto, and, like... You can see, like, the CN Tower and shit, like, in the background. It's great. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to read some uh, some rotten uh, critic, Okay. you know, blurbs. So, nearly unendurable is, is my favorite. Nearly unendurable. This guy hated it so much, he called it almost un- unbearable to watch. Um, might be extremely effective while preaching to the converted, but it's no great shakes as a secular entertainment. And that's my point with these movies, right? Like, I think I mentioned it last time. It's just that when, when you're, uh, when your objective for a film is to spread a message versus actually making a movie, your movie is going to suffer. You would do so much better. Like, for an example... Ageline and I and a couple of others in our Discord ended up watching Saved last night. I think Saved, as a satire of Christian films, did a better job of promoting Christianity than Christian films do. 
And it was satire. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. Uh, when Again, when your focus... <laughs> when your focus is on message, and when your focus is on uh, es- essentially propaganda, you're oh, yeah. gonna fuck up. You're not gonna make a quality product that people are gonna watch. Like, mm-hmm. you can do better. That's why the Prince of Egypt works so well as a biblical film or as a or as a religious film, because it it incorporates three different religions, because it's not trying to send a message. It's telling a story. Focus on the story. Focus on the story. You guys, Christian filmmakers out there. I want a good Christian movie to watch. And I haven't found one yet because you guys don't know how to incorporate a message with a good story. Do better. (laughs) Do better. Um, the total, the almost total absence of anything that actually looks like a narrative is one of Left Behind's issues, but it's not honestly one of the biggest. These folks get eternity in heaven while I'm stuck here watching the Left Behind trilogy. I'm calling my rabbi. I mean, you didn't have to watch it, but... (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, and... I hate to tell you guys this, but there are two more movies in this series that we are going to watch in the next yes. couple of years. So, <laughs> gird your loins. Um, now, does this movie pass any of our wonderful tests? No. No. It doesn't. It's a little very male-centric. It doesn't, uh, it very doesn't pass any of the tests? Wow. That's pretty rough. Not one. Not a one. Yikes. Not a one. Um Yeah, it sucks. It ain't it ain't great. Uh now, is this movie good? Hell to the no. Um it's it's too preachy. It doesn't really do a good job of establishing the narrative of why people disappeared. Um it's kind of relying on you, the audience, to have a biblical understanding of what's going on, so they don't really explain a lot to you. But if you're a secular audience, you're not going to know what's going on unless you've actually read the book of Revelation. So it it kind of fails if they're they're trying to, you know, preach to the unconverted. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Um, Ashling? I thought this was the best movie ever. No. Um, yeah, no, this movie was terrible. I did not like it at all. I was pretty bored most of it. Um, but I guess we have to watch the other couple of movies, too. So, yay. Great. Well, that's the thing. We're ending uh, God's Not Dead. Well. And we're moving on with, like, the Left Behind series. You know, in true the feminist critique fashion, because we did the exact same thing with uh, Fifty Shades, moving on to Twilight, so. I guess we're... Yeah. But we only got two Twilight movies left, so I yeah. mean, we're not doing too bad. But at some point, we're going to have to find another so. terrible Christmas uh, series, um, like Christmas Prince, <laughs> so I can, you know, ruin Gracie's life. Ooh, we're going to do a good Christian... We're going to do a good Christmas movie this year, God damn it. That's my, that's my, I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> like, I've had to deal with three years of A Christmas Prince. We're going to watch the fucking holiday oh, this year, okay. damn it. Anyway. 
that's that, that's the episode. You can check us out on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Feminist Critique, where we do politics, where you can watch our podcast episodes before they go live. Um, but again, the VODs get deleted uh, within a week of us posting them. So you have to make sure that you come and watch. Um, you can also check out the Twitters. Uh, <laughs> our podcast Twitter is at Feminist Pod. I'm on Twitter at South of Grace. Ajeline? I'm also on Twitter. Ajeline's A-I-S-L-E-N-E-S. And then Aurora Borealis on my Instagram. Um, and then... I don't really do much else. Oh, yeah. On Facebook, I've got a Facebook group called uh, Midnight Poppyland. If you like webtoons, uh, that's that's the thing I do. I <laughs> run that group. It's pretty cool. I'm kind of a big deal, guys. <laughs> okay, kind that's it. Kind of a big deal. All right. Kind of so we will see you guys next week where we will be talking about the Buttercream Gang. Bye. Bye. Bye.